0: This can't touch this. can touch this. My, my 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 West Middle School, what's happening? Mr. Garvelink here, jamming out to some MC Hammer, one of my favorite artists back when I was in fourth grade. Man, that was a long time ago. Hey guys, we are here today to continue our podcast series, and we're talking about different types of thematic maps. So in previous podcasts, we know that thematic maps are maps with a particular topic or theme. And some of the thematic maps that you're probably most used to seeing are like a political boundaries map or a political map, which shows political boundaries, for example, between countries. Or you might be familiar with a physical feature map like we've talked about that shows things like the mountains, the deserts, and the bodies of waters. But another really important type of of, uh, thematic map is a population density map. Now, first off, um, the study of human populations is called demography, and it's really, really important that we uh, that we do study human populations and that we look at uh, places where there's lots of humans living. We also it's very important for us to understand areas that are that uh, have very few people living there, and then sometimes it's it's really cool to compare and contrast. These areas, in terms of the physical features, in terms of the climate, in terms of the economic activity, to help us kind of determine why people live in a certain area. Now, a population density map, okay? First off, what is population density? Population density tells us how crowded a place is. So there are certain areas in the United States, like Chicago. Chicago is one of the largest cities in America, okay? It's crowded. Right. You also have areas that are that are very, very rural. Okay. No, Alaska, for example, is very, very rural. And so the way that people live their lives in those areas is very different. Population density affects how people live. If you're living in Chicago, there's a good chance that you don't own a car. Okay. In the city I'm talking about, because parking sometimes can be very expensive, or you can walk. Or you can take, you know, the L or a subway in any major city. Well, if you're living in a rural area uh, like Nome or like Lawton, Michigan, you're probably going to need a vehicle. So population density does have a big impact on the way that we live. Now, how do we calculate population density? Okay. Um, First off, we divide the total number of people living in an area by the location's total land area. Okay. The higher the result the more crowded an area is. And oftentimes when you have areas that are more crowded or overcrowded, there's typically a reason why. Okay, now what causes people to move or settle into an area? Well, there's a lot of different things. And so if we compare the population density of an area to different types of thematic maps, it might give us a clue. So for example, physical features oftentimes can impact where people live. Oftentimes, most people are probably not going to live right in the middle of a desert or on the top of a mountain, okay? Climate also has a big impact on where people live. Typically, people don't want to live in very, very harsh living conditions. The economic activity of an area, okay, economic activity maps can help us see how people use the land and what resources are available. So if we compare like a climate map, a physical features map, the economic activity map, those will kind of, and we compare those to a population density map, sometimes those can give us an idea. Now, there's basic things, okay? Um, It's important to understand that sometimes people don't have the means to move. So you might say, well, man, the weather's not great. There's not a whole lot of economic activity. Why don't people move? Poverty, guys, is is very serious, and sometimes people just cannot move, okay? Uh, One of the things that our government does here in the United States is we have a census. We track our population here in the United States every 10 years. And it's an official population count. You know, in 2000, Detroit's population, I think, was close to a million people. Well, by 2010, the population had shrunk to like under 700,000 people. So there was almost two or 300,000 people that had left Detroit. And so the census shows us that. it would be interesting to see what has happened to Detroit's population since then. Is it going up? Is it going down? And if it's going down, why is that? OK. Um, and so, again, the study of human populations is demography. We're going to use population density maps to help us understand human populations. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one.